scheduled in the bottom of the ninth. Look out! Oh, my goodness. The 0-1. Oh, that got him, and it got him in the face. Oh, my goodness. Well, after the little oh, okay. practice. There we go. There we go. So, that's it. Hello and welcome. You are up and in with the Chin Music Podcast. I'm Nick, your host. Alongside me today, I've got not only the deepest bit of college baseball knowledge, but someone who is so incredible at podcasting that the only thing he does better is blog about baseball. <laughs> Nebraska native Ben. Ben, first of all, before I ask you your question, congrats on the blog post. That's super exciting. We've got it up on the website. Everybody should go check it out. Big time um, blogger. Man. Big time. Big time. It was a great article. I've told you this already via text, but I'll tell you on the pod. It was great, and I'm really excited. I want to I wanna build up our brand now. I've The origin of this, for listeners, I was talking with Ben. It was about a week ago or so, but I see these applications on Twitter all the time where it's like, apply to be a sports writer. And I'm like, that would be fucking sick. Oh, okay, we're going to have to mark this one explicit. <laughs> That's um, real cool. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I always just think that, I mean, obviously I would want to do that. And I always look at the application requirements and usually it's like, check, check, check. Like I, you know, I could do all this kind of stuff, but it always asks for some sort of a writing sample. And it's a bummer because obviously I don't have any writing samples because I don't do any baseball writing. And I can't imagine they want any sort of like motion for summary judgment on some California legal issue. So I had this idea to start a blog and then Ben just did it. He ran away with it immediately. I think I texted him about it like on Friday and he sent me an article by Saturday or I don't remember exactly the timeline, but something like that. So everybody should go check that out. We're gonna put it on our Twitter probably after this show um, and just try and start getting that out. Uh, that's exciting. And I'll hopefully start writing an article and get one of my own out soon uh, and that's just that's exciting so you should all go check it out now ben i have a question for you absolutely shoot if you could re-watch any show or movie for the first time like your memory is wiped and you're re-watching it for the first time what actually give me a show and a movie um hmm i was actually thinking about this the other day because i listened to the pod with you and vansel and i heard you ask him ask you this question um show i think i'm my favorite show of all time is the wire but i think i might go with uh the prime show the boys just because it's like the most like crazy unique thing like i've ever seen i think and i think that'd be like super super fun to watch again for the first time just because there's like so many wild twists and things that happen um, so I'm going to go with that for my show movie, probably go with whiplash. I love the movie whiplash. The first time I watched it, I was like, holy cow. And I watched it several days in a row. The boys. I feel like I've heard of that. Is that the one with it's, the photo of the guy that gets memed all the time? Uh, probably basically the premise of the show is, Hey, like think about it deeper 
you know how terrible it would be for people to have superpowers because of like like how dangerous that would be and like just in general and it shows like probably what would actually happen if superheroes were a thing interesting i might have to watch i highly that recommend it's pretty gory and it's like it's like out there content wise um like you know how you pull it up and it like gives you all the warnings about like what you might see and about like why it's rated what it is it's yeah. just all of them it's everyone <laughs> every single item that i've ever seen like on a individual television show it's got all of them, like 16 different listed so it's like not for the faint of heart but it's a wild show yeah i, I feel like when i i was there like a new season or something within the last you know a couple months or maybe that is an exaggeration it could have been like six months ago or so, but I remember seeing a lot of it on my timeline, like within the last year. Yeah, one a new ep a new season came out last year. They just came up with a spinoff show, like gotcha. a month ago. So, well, I might have to uh, might have to check that out. It's a lot. I will warn you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next up, I'm going to introduce the creator of that question. He's the greatest Valorant player on the west side of the Mississippi. It's a shame he's had to turn down offers from every Valorant esports team so he can remain fully committed to our dynasty fantasy baseball league. Please carry me out of bronze. Vansel. Vansel, my question for you is what would your debut baseball article be about? My debut baseball article. Um so there's this Japanese pitcher that kind of just tore up the league this year. And um, he's most likely going to be coming to the MLB. <laughs> so I think I would probably write about just like, I mean, how successful it looks like he's going to be and how much he like deserves to be paid. Something along those lines. Wow. We're going to have a lot of uh, similar content on the, uh, on the old page. Um, I don't know what mine would be about. I was kind of just thinking while you were talking to Ben about various topics that I could write about. And I don't know, maybe a case study done on Alec Manoa since I kind of did a brief one at the beginning of the season, but I don't think that I could have predicted in April or whenever that was what the rest of the season for him was going to look like. So maybe just dive into that or something crazy like that. That was my thought, honestly, was you doing like a Manoa deep dive. Because I think, honestly, after him not reporting to the minors and like all this kind of stuff, I feel like it's even more of a story now than it was at the beginning of the year. Like at the beginning of the year, from my perspective, at least, it was just, you know, a star pitcher off to a bad start. But now mm -hmm. it's obviously a lot more and there's something else going on there. So I think. I almost did. I wanted to do a deep dive into Alec Manoa because I just picked him up in Dynasty because I'm, you know, I had a couple of roster spots that I was just using on guys that were rentals to get me through the playoffs. And now I wanted to uh, pick up oh, a, guy a little bit. Of... I did not win a single playoff series in our Dynasty League. Huh. Uh, so not That's so true. not well. Uh, no one on this podcast actually won a playoff series this year. Yeah. <laughs> in Dynasty, in Dynasty. Right, right. So that's um, pretty exciting. Don't listen to us for Dynasty, I guess. Yeah. Well, Brock made it to the championship. Oh, no, he didn't. He was in third place. No, too. he didn't. 
Yeah. So, well, I guess if you count the third place match of the losers bracket, then we had a playoff series winner. But outside of that, we actually uh, did not win. Yeah, but anyways, me picking up Alec Manoa made me want to kind of do a deep dive into his numbers and see if I can really figure out what happened. Go for um, it. But also, I didn't want to steal your thunder in the uh, Alec Manoa territory. You know, I'm pretty busy lately between work and school, so I don't know when my debut will be. So if you're feeling real passionate about that, I would not be upset at all. Yeah, I feel like my biggest problem if I do like really start diving into this and trying to write a decent amount of articles is I'm just going to want to do deep dives on the guys that are on my dynasty team. Like, I'm just going to want to look into players that I own and find good things to say about them. I guess that's... To be fair, that's exactly what I did. Yep, <laughs> I was about to say that yeah. is that is exactly what Ben did. But I, I feel like you, you obviously had a high opinion of him before he was on your team, and that's kind of why you traded for those picks to make sure I wasn't going to get him. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So you had all those high opinions before. Like you I feel like you've been like you've been on him all season long. 100%. Honestly, I wanted to write it because I it's really hard finding good articles about him. They're all written about like specific team blogs. So it's just talking about how good he would make the Mets, Yankees or Red Sox. It's been pretty annoying. Right. Do you want to give us a little uh, a little hint of the article, a little teaser to get people to go and give it a read? Pick I um, yeah, he did. Uh, basically, just broke down, you know, the potential value the guy brings to you know any team he signs with, and why I think he might sign the most lucrative contract ever by a Japanese player. I think that's like definitely going to happen because I think it's Masahiro Tanaka, seven years, hundred fifty-five million. I think he's going to blow that away by by a good deal. So. Um, Break down kind of his stuff, why I think you know he's going to get that much money, et cetera, et cetera. It's a, it's a decent little read. Recommended on a laptop, not your phone, if you want to see the stats. <laughs> yeah, I need to uh, still work on the uh, mobile presentation of the uh, blogs and stuff. Um, but what's what's the guy's name? Give give the listeners give the listeners the name because now I, I can't oh, imagine that some uh, yeah. people. It's Oryx Buffalo's right-hander Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Nice. Yeah, uh, was teammates with uh, Masataka Yoshida in Japan, the current nice. Red Sox outfielder. Nice. And he is coming over this year almost guaranteed, correct? Like, it's like... I don't think it's in his contract or anything, but given that Oryx was willing to post Yoshida last year and, like, how good Yamamoto has been... He deliberately signed like a shorter contract with them that ends after this season, I believe. So I think it would make, or like after next season, something like that. He didn't sign a long deal. So I think he kind of had his sights set on the big leagues and like improving his numbers even further. Like he had the best ERA of his career this year, which is insane. Uh, I, I don't think there's any way he's not like demanding to be posted. And can you give a little bit of background about what uh, you say he's demanding to be posted? What exactly does that posting process look like? What is his team in Japan going to get? 
Um, I believe they get 10% of the total contract, potentially. I think that's how it works. So basically, whoever gives him the best offer, mo- I, I believe, gets him. I don't think he gets a ton of say in the matter, honestly. But gotcha. best offer will receive him, and I believe his team gets 10% of the contract, and whoever signs him has to pay the posting fee. So if you want to give him $200 million, you also have to shell out another $20 million to his team for the posting fee. Gotcha. And they have so, to okay it, right? Like the team has to post him, basically? Yes, yes. And I imagine he'll be posted pretty early, and I think it – I don't know. The posting processes have been really quick in recent years. So it'll be interesting to see like how long it exactly takes, but I think it might take a little longer this year considering how many teams might be in on him and, you know, the shortage of, of pitching in a market that was supposed to be deep in that category. When, uh, what, 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 what around, around what date did we know where Otani was going, that he was going to the angels? And I guess Sanga, when do we know he was going to the Mets? Like, are we looking at, are we looking at 2024 you think, or are we going to know by the end of this year? Uh, I think we're probably looking at 2024. I guess this one takes a little longer, but I'm pretty sure we knew Yoshida was going to the Red Sox before almost any other. I think it was before the new year last year. So it's really hard to say. I think this one will take a little longer because I think there's a lot more teams in on it who are going to be posting kind of similar bids and fighting it out. Rather than like Yoshida, who was a guy people projected to get like 45, 50 million, and the Red Sox kind of blew everyone out of the water with 85. So I think this one's going to take a little longer, um, given that I think there's going to be a lot of teams posting pretty similar bids and it'll go back and forth. But I, I think this is a kind of a new year one rather than uh, something we're going to know super quick. Yeah, I just did a quick Google, Masataki Yoshida and uh, Kodai Senga we knew in December of last year. So this, I mean, it, it's possible. Like, we could have some news on uh, Yamamoto here coming up. That would be super exciting. Senga was interesting, though, because he actually wasn't posted. He did, I think you need to serve 10 big league seasons in like NPB, and you become an international free agent. His team does not post players. Interesting. So that, that can always be something tricky. Interesting. Well, that's fun. Go ahead and uh, give that article a read and kind of get an idea of Yamamoto who's coming over and maybe some potential places where he might land. All right. Um, let's do some content updates. We did a little bit of TV show talk already, but Vance, so what have you uh, what have you been watching recently? And uh, tell us a little bit about it. Um. I haven't been really watching a ton of TV. When I do, it's usually just watching soccer. Um, yeah, a lot of soccer. I've either been watching soccer or playing the new EAFC, which is the old FIFA title, but they didn't uh, repurchase the naming rights to FIFA because they asked for a lot of money. So now it's EAFC. So yeah, I've been playing playing that a good amount. It came out this past Thursday and. Watching St. Louis City, they just clinched uh, first in the Western Conference, which pretty much every analyst had them finishing like 14th out of 15th or something like that and just being like really bad. So pretty cool that they clinched that. And then some uh, 
some Tottenham Hotspur as well. Yeah, I saw Champions that. League today. I saw that uh, St. Louis clinched. That's that's pretty cool. I've been seeing obviously a lot of videos and stuff of people going in the games. They look like so much fun. They are really cool atmosphere, for sure. Yeah, so that's cool. That is cool. Ben, what what kind of stuff have you been watching? Um, I've been doing a little Sopranos rewatch. It's just kind of background noise recently. Um, good show for background noise. A lot of really funny one-liners in there um, amid the, the serious stuff. Um, and then I also watched that, uh, that offshoot of The Boys that show I was talking about superheroes. It's about like a superhero college or whatever. I don't know. Similar vibes to the the actual show so i enjoy it not quite as good but it's still pretty fun so that's what i've been watching nice i uh what have i been watching i i picked back up agents of shield um it's a marvel show it's 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 pretty good it like follows agent colson i think it's i don't think it's technically like canon or, you know, because, you know, Coulson in the main storyline has died. Um, spoiler alert, sorry. But this is, I guess, kind of like a spinoff. Like, it's supposed to be, you know how they're, like, diving into a bunch of different universes and all that kind of stuff in Marvel. Um, I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is technically in canon, like, a different universe where Coulson didn't die or something. I, I don't remember exactly, but. Um, so it's a little bit different than the MCU. But it's fun. I watched the first, like, two or three seasons uh, probably, like, two years ago. And they, they kept me pretty engaged through those first two or three seasons. And I thought they were all pretty good. Um, but I kind of fell off the show. I can't remember. It was probably school picked back up or something. But the other day, I was, like, struggling to find something to watch. And I've been really wanting to watch Ahsoka. I've said it on this show over and over. But... Everybody that I ask, they're always like, you don't have to watch this other show before, but like, like they do a good job explaining it, like, but it helps to watch it. And I really just, I think, want to watch that before I watch Ahsoka. And I should have just started that up, but I hopped onto my Disney Plus account and it was like, continue watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I clicked it and I was like towards, I was like in the middle of season four. I think I quit somewhere in the middle of season four. But then it just like got me hooked again and I binged like a full season in like three or four days. Um, and I kind of forgot like what binging a TV show, like it was like making me stay up late. And I haven't done that for a TV show since I watched Game of Thrones last fall. Um, so it's been almost a whole year, but I was like staying up late and like losing sleep because I'm watching this show. Like, I don't know. That's just like binging a show like that and like wanting to turn on the next episode is just fun. It's just it's just a good time. And not I'm not gonna say like Agents of Shield is like one of the best shows. I don't even know if I would say it's like a like a great show. The first few seasons I thought were pretty great. I just I don't know. I like the characters, I'm involved in the story, and I, I enjoy watching it quite a bit. But I would never like if somebody's talking to me and asking me like what shows I would recommend, I don't know if I would ever like go out of my way to recommend Agents of Shield to somebody, but it's it's I enjoy it quite a bit. I just talked about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a long time. Let's talk about baseball. Let's talk about a player that we can't stop watching. Um, and that can be 
So we're it looks like we've got two games down. Texas has already beat Tampa Bay in the wild card round, and Minnesota has beat the Blue Jays. Um, we've got two sort of close games going on right now. I think the Phillies are beating the Marlins, and the uh, Diamondbacks are still beating the Brewers. Um, so let I guess let's talk about the last couple weeks of the season, player that you can't stop watching, and then maybe a player that you're super excited to see, like how they perform in the playoffs. Ben, we can start with you. Got him right when he started chewing. I apologize. Um, I'm going to go with Evan Carter, uh, top prospect for the Texas Rangers, called up at the end of the year to be kind of a little shot in the arm for them. And he produced better than I think anyone expected. And he's only 21, 20 years old, actually. It's not even, can't even drink a beer. It's illegal for him to taste the champagne if they win a series. So he's been pretty nuts. Five homers in his first, like, 20 career big league games. A couple stolen bases, too. Played good defense. He walks. Um, and I believe today he went two for two with two walks in his playoff debut. So pretty impressive from the youngster. He's, like, six foot three, pretty skinny, super fast. He's an exciting young player. And if he develops, the Rangers are going to be really, really scary. Yeah, two for two with two walks and also a absolute web gem out in uh, left field. He made a really nice diving, sliding catch to save like uh, probably an extra base hit or maybe at least a single, but it was it was a pretty good play. So that's exciting. Yeah, they've got – I mean, the Rangers are already obviously really good, and they've got now Evan Carter that just called up, and uh, Langford looks amazing at AAA, which is ridiculous. Like they're just going to be – that's going to be a good team for a little bit. Not to and, mention uh, that we, Jack Leiter is suddenly fixed. Yeah, Jack Leiter's fixed too, which is crazy. Yeah, good luck for that farm. Yeah. All right, Vance, a player that you uh, haven't been able to stop watching and then one that you're excited to watch in the playoffs. I guess Ben kind of lumped both of those in. Uh, well, I'm just going to give my playoff guy. and um, It's Carlos Correa just because it always seems like in the postseason he comes up clutch. And with Minnesota, he really has not done a ton in, I guess, either years. Just not really the, the Carlos Correa that was on the Astros. So I'm excited to kind of watch him in the playoffs, see if he like uh, if he's just more locked in the playoffs or something. Maybe we get to see the old, the old Carlos back again. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I guess in turn, I'll be watching some Roy Lewis who homered twice today. So both of those guys, I think, are who I'm keeping my eye on. Yeah, Royce Lewis did homer twice today. He's picking up right where he left off after his uh, – he had a hamstring injury, I think, maybe a pulled hamstring. I can't remember exactly. But he's just – when he's healthy, he's good. He's not healthy super often, but he's just crazy when he is. Um, a player that I'm excited to watch. Um, I can think of a couple, I guess. Um, I, I'm excited to watch the Blue Jays. Um, mainly because I think a lot of their team kind of underperformed this year. I, th I think their home ballpark is really hurting a lot of their hitters. It used to be pretty hitter friendly and now it's not anymore. Um, but just overall, like a pretty disappointing season from Vlad. And I just want to, 
and George Springer obviously was kind of a disappointing season too. I think, I mean, obviously it's easier, easy to say this now that Minnesota leads series one, nothing, but I would have picked Minnesota to win that series before. I think Minnesota could even give Houston a run for their money. Um, I think I'd probably still pick Houston, but I think that I wouldn't be super surprised if Minnesota won that. They've got good pitching and uh, they just look good, but I, I want to see if Toronto just kind of sputters out in that series. I I wanted to see uh, the Mariners in here. The Marlins, I think I'm excited to see. Oh, also speaking of, shout out to the Twins for breaking their 18-game playoff losing streak today. Um, I That had to have been brutal just as a franchise. Like, I was annoyed when the Cardinals lost a couple years in a row. And, uh, yeah, that's that's got to be tough. But the Marlins, I, I, I'm excited to see the two uh, – Pieces that the Marlins picked up at the deadline play. I want to watch Josh Bell and I want to watch Jake Berger. Um, of the people that were traded at the deadline, they put this stat up on the screen when I was watching the game today. Of the people that were traded at the deadline, they were, I'm pretty sure Berger was number one and Josh Bell was number three or four in terms of people that moved at the deadline OPS. So like they've been the best people that were moved at the deadline, which I don't think anybody would have said that before, but. That's crazy. So I'm excited to watch them play. And I think I'm I'm pulling for the Marlins pretty hard. I think probably out of everybody in the playoffs, um, they would probably be my favorite team to go deep. Can we point out the fact that the topic was who you're excited to what player you're excited to watch in the playoffs, and then you proceed to say the Blue Jays? So a whole team. <laughs> I named a couple Blue Jays. I said George Springer and Vlad. Yeah, and then you also said, like, you're excited to watch the Marlins, the Phillies, and about three other teams. So I think you're just <laughs> excited for the playoffs. I am excited for the playoffs. I don't know. I've been pretty down on baseball the last couple months because the Cardinals have been horrible. But now that it's, like, playoffs, like, I can be excited, and I can, like, root for these teams. And I don't have anything fantasy on the line anymore, so I can just watch the games from, like, a baseball fan perspective. So I don't know. I think I'm excited. I'm excited for the playoffs. Um, I've got uh, a tea around the league section, but I don't really, I didn't really have any tea, but I feel like there's got to be some tea out there. Um, I guess we could talk yeah. about Wainwright being done. He got a dog and he sang at Bush Stadium, which was cool. I sent a text. I don't remember. Was it in our group? Oh, no. I sent a text to my, uh, my roommate and our friend down here. It was a picture of Wainwright performing um after the game on saturday i think it was on saturday when he had his he did like a country music performance to the fans that hung around and i sent it in my group of baseball fans down here i was like this is our world series this year like <laughs> this is fantastic i love this um so that, that stuff was all kind of fun vancel did you did you have some some tea that you were about to leak there i mean i feel like there was just some pretty big i guess uh, legal news regarding trevor bauer that seems a pretty key worthy. Yeah, I suppose. I don't really like the only thing that we saw really was like a video that he released. So we don't really. Well... Oh, we lost Vansel. <laughs> um, I guess he will uh, try. And That's what happens when you bring up touchy subjects on the pod. Yeah, brings brings up a brings up a touchy subject immediately leaves the pod. Ah. He's coming back. Okay. Figures, figures. The government was listening. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that was uh bring that was up. that was Rob Manfred just came in and dropped that dropped the hammer on Vansel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm being silenced right one now. Of the snakes. So this is kind of absurd. But I mean there was a bit more to it where it's the fact that her lawyers withheld that video and then between the two parties there was resolution between the the lawsuit that he made and then they were counter lawsuit there was a counter lawsuit and they were able to resolve that out of court and i mean i've seen that video before and kind of heard all this stuff but like specifically trevor bauer couldn't talk about it as part of it and now that he can i mean it's kind of clear what happened and i mean now I mean, outside of the fact that he just constantly trolled Rob Manfred, and I feel like really that's the reason he's out of baseball now. And, but I feel like a team will almost certainly sign him. I think he will probably get signed, but just in terms of the overall situation, I do think that there are like three other, like the video that he released was just talking about one of the incidents. And I think there are like still three outstanding cases out there. I don't like, I don't claim to know everything about it, but I'm I've pretty sure one girl. It, it, you, that, that could be true. But I thought that I, I, think, I saw uh, on social media today that there were four total and this was just one of them. I think there was one case filed four total accusations. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the other ones have not been brought to court in any way. I think, I don't know. I don't know if a team will take any chances on him. I said, I mean, I haven't really looked into it that much, but Marcelo Zuna is on MLB roster, which is ridiculous. Is somebody going to sign Julio Urias? I mean. I, I don't think so. And I think that maybe the league is moving more towards like a no tolerance type. I mean, I guess it's hard to say that when Ozuna's hit 40 homers this year and just as playing with no consequences seemingly, but let's, let's be know. real. It's a, you get a one, one slip up and then the second one is when they start to crack the hammer. And then I feel Trevor like Ozuna, and... I feel Ozuna, Ozuna slipped up a lot. Yeah, he slipped up a lot. Yeah, but it was different I... slip ups, you know? It was, you know, he drunk drove one time. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's Ozuna from the Braves. Oh man, yeah. I guess that's uh, that's some tea. I, I I don't think I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see if any team wants to associate themselves with him. I mean, I think right now his his stock is at a high with all that stuff that came out because there were also the text that came out where it was. If you uh, I don't know how much of that video that that he posted you watched, but there were texts. I believe between that girl and her friend that was like, what are you going to steal? How are you going to get his money or something like that? Look at his net value. So, yeah, I do remember that. I, I feel I like his name is the most clear as it will ever be. Like, I don't think it's going to get more clear. It could get worse if there is other accusations out there, but, right. you know, teams are trying yeah. to put up numbers right now and, take the, the lowest amount of PR hit. I mean, this offseason seems like it would be the time. 
Yeah, and the Dodgers, I guess, have been – I mean, they've had now Trevor Bauer and Julio Arias kind of in this situation, and they pretty much – have they officially, like, dropped Julio Arias, or what is – what's going on there? Is he is he on just administrative leave, or what's the deal there? Yeah, I believe he's just on leave. Okay. The Dodgers have kind of been at the forefront, I feel like, of being the team that will uh, just – drop you pretty much no questions asked if you're associated with this kind of stuff. So I can't the imagine. Consider rostering. Yeah. Oh, that's the right. Because the Giants, what was that thing with the Giants? They wouldn't trade. Oh, they wouldn't trade for Tommy Pham because he slapped Jock Peterson or something like that, right? Boom. Well, yeah, while their owner has best of keys. Yeah, while their owner has oh, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that is absurd. Good for the Dodgers for taking a stand. Yeah, I, I think the Dodgers are probably – I don't know if I want to say second favorite team right now. It's weird. Like, they're probably my second favorite franchise, if that makes sense. But I don't know if, like, in the playoffs – obviously, the Cardinals are in the playoffs. But in the playoffs, I don't know if I'd say I'm rooting for the Dodgers right now. Does that make sense to, like, have, like, a, like a franchise that you really like, but you don't necessarily root for them to win every year? I don't know if that makes sense or if other people can relate to that, but like, I like the Dodgers as a franchise, like the whole, they moved out West and they brought the giants with them. And like, they broke the color barrier with Jackie Robinson. And like, there's like so much cool history with the Dodgers. I really like the franchise. And like the Albert Pujols was over there and they loved Albert Pujols. He hit 700 in the stadium and they did like this whole thing for him. Like, it's just cool. And I feel like it's a very respectable franchise, but I don't, I don't really say that I like root for them to win. I don't know if that makes Before sense. Before we uh, keep patting the Dodgers on the back, to be fair, this is Julio Urias' second domestic mm-hmm. violence case. They kept him around after the first one. He was a 22-year-old all-star pitcher. They were like, we'll give him another shot. Yeah, oh, the, rest season. the first – he was it when he was on the Dodgers? Yeah. yeah, he's always been a Dodger. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, and fair enough. Going back to uh, – Going back to the Trevor Bauer thing, there is three other women. So maybe I walk yeah, back some statements. Yeah. That's... But <laughs> his name value for clearance probably is still at its highest. Yeah. But I personally, from my opinion, like watching that video and him only talking about like the one case and focusing on this one case, like, okay, maybe that case was invalid for the reasons that he talked about in the video, but like not addressing the other three is a little bit suspicious to me well i don't um, think those other three are settled so oh right so i guess maybe he can't right but i don't know maybe you should have said something like that then <laughs> all right playoff predictions i've got the brackets pulled up in front of me have these games concluded yet what are, well, what are we looking at um, milwaukee arizona just concluded arizona won six to three yeah and it looks like Phillies, Marlins, it's four to one. It's about done. So we pretty much know who's won the first game in all these series. So we're we're kind of predicting these with a little bit of uh, a little bit of cheating because we know who won the first game in all these series. Um, but should, how, how should we do this? Should we have one person kind of run through their whole bracket? Should we go game by game and each give our predictions and talk about it a little bit? Um, what do we think? We could do a wild card series first, and then move on to DSCS yeah. World Series. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So 
Vance, why don't you run through your uh, wild card series predictions and uh, sure. maybe give like a little blurb on each series. And <laughs> I guess, like I said, for these, we know who won the first game. So that probably is going to make it a little biased, but go ahead. I did fill out a bracket before, so I'm not changing my text base off the game because I also think a lot of the teams I had winning ended up losing, but I will stand, stand with them still. Uh, but I have um, in the Blue Jays Minnesota series, I have Minnesota winning. Um, for the reason kind of being, I feel like the Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, we'll call it the two-headed monster. I'm assuming that Sonny Gray is pitching tomorrow or whenever the next game is. Yeah, tomorrow. But I feel like between the two of them, you don't need necessarily need the deepest rotation since it's just the best three. And healthy Royce Lewis plus playoff Correa, I'm thinking they could get something rolling and then as you mentioned, Blue Jays just not the not the most impressive seasons out of some of those some of those guys. I feel like the team's just kind of missing their spark this season. So yeah, I went with the Twins and then the the Rangers Tampa Bay game. I went with Tampa Bay. Um, my kind of reasoning was all the blown saves that the Rangers have had, and I feel like the fact that. The races all have also just been there before a lot. Maybe you throw in a little playoff Randy in there, but yeah, I do have Tampa Bay winning even with all their injuries and Wander Franco mess. Uh, and then the Diamondbacks Brewers series, I have the Brewers winning. I believe that their pitching can kind of carry them through this series. Um, I also thought that with Brandon Fott starting game one, that, yeah, the Brewers could get the bats livened up against him since he hasn't really had the strongest rookie season. And then lastly, in the Phillies-Marlins, I have the Phillies winning. They went to the World Series last year. They've got all that experience. And I frankly, I think they're just a better team. So that's kind of where my head is at in the wild card series. All right, Ben, what do you got? Um, I can give you the matchups. Let's start too. off. Uh, I'm going to start off with the Brewers Dimeback series. Despite the Brewers' loss, I'm still going to grow go with the Brew Crew. Um, it's pretty tough to argue with how good the arms they still have left are. Um, two pretty elite starters still left for them to throw. Plus, you get six, seven good innings out of those arms. You have to face Abner, Uribe, and then Devin Williams. Pretty tough to hit against. So I'm still going to stick with the Brew Crew. Uh, I like them. I think if they make it out of this, they could go on a deep run given the the nature of their rotation. Um, next game, uh, I'm going to stick in the National League. I'm going to go with the Phillies over the Marlins. Be boring. Pick both the favorites. But Phillies are good. Like, Vance had said seasoned, deep lineup. Um, I just kind of don't see the Marlins doing it. And if they do do it, Jazz needs to play well, and he looked like garbage in game one. So um, if you're kind of like star big bat is like going to play like Jazz did in game one, don't have a lot of confidence for them in the series, though. You know, like you had mentioned, you know, guys like Jake Berger and Josh Bell have done a pretty good job. Um, 
Next series, I'll go Rangers over Rays. Um, they win game one. I thought that was pretty crucial. Getting a Jordan Montgomery win over Tyler Glass now is pretty huge. And I see them, you know, just sneak in one of the next two games away from the Rays. Um, don't love their arms or their bullpen, but it's a really good lineup. If they get hot once, the series is over. So going to go with the Rangers there. And then I'm going to finish off. Uh, I'll go with Twins. I like Sonny Gray. Um, I think they have a pretty good bullpen too. Winning game one is obviously huge. And I think their lineup got sneaky good at the end of the season. Royce Lewis, Max Kepler came back and started hitting a lot better. Better. Alex Kirilov looks like a pretty legit bat now. I mean, they're just kind of a pretty deep lineup at this point. It was their pitching that faltered kind of near the end of the year. But in the playoffs, when you can shorten your rotation, make it Pablo, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan. You know, I like that as a top three starters. And then, you know, you figure out the other games. But I think that lineup got a lot better as the season went on. I think they could be, you know, a scary team in the playoffs. Yeah, I like that. I can uh, run through. I'll run through mine. I think that I'm going to pick Minnesota as well. Um, I think this might be a hot take, but I think that series, Minnesota and the Blue Jays, that might be the best two pitching rotations in the entire playoffs. Ooh, I forgot about the Brewers. Maybe not. Probably not. The Brewers are probably – actually, yeah, the Brewers are probably at least number two or maybe number one. But Minnesota and Blue Jays, I think, are probably both like top four, top three in terms of pitching. But I think that Minnesota just grabbing that first game gives them the edge. I may have actually picked – I probably would have picked the Blue Jays had it not been for the first game already being over. But I will pick Minnesota now that they've won the first game against Gosman. Um, the next series, I hear you, and that Texas beating Glass now is huge in that series, and I wouldn't be surprised necessarily if Texas takes it, but I'm still going to take Tampa Bay. Um, I think they just have the better, like, I know Texas' offense is crazy, but Tampa Bay's offense is pretty good, too. Um, and their bullpen just so far clears Texas's, it's not even close. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm going to have to take Tampa Bay in that series. Um, I would have taken Arizona here. I'm still taking Arizona over Milwaukee. Um, or I shouldn't say still because they won the first game. Um, I, but I do think that had it been before the first game, I would have had to think about it a little bit more, but now that they've won the first game, I think that it's absolutely free series for the Diamondbacks. They have Zach Allen going in the next game was going to be a Cy Young potential until like the last like month and a half, two months, but he's still obviously a really good pitcher. Um, I think they finished that up in two. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I think, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I think the Brewers are like in terms of teams that I dislike number two, and it's like a close number two behind the Yankees. Like it's like the Yankees are like big time. Number one, really dislike them. And then it's like, Brewers right there. And then it's like huge gap until I come up with another team that I don't really like. 
So uh, definitely picking the Diamondbacks there. Um, in this next series, I think I might go Marlins here. Um, I think the Phillies. No, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm taking the Phillies. Um, I, I do think that it'll be a three-game series. I think Nola's been super inconsistent. I think that uh, the Marlins might be able to get to him, but I wouldn't be super surprised if it goes in favor of the Marlins just because I think that the Marlins could get at – I mean, I guess they have Braxton Garrett pitching in the next game, and he hasn't been that good this year, but yeah, I'll take Phillies. All right. Let's go to Vansel. Vansel, let's get the uh, the divisional series rounds. First up, you've got you picked Minnesota, and you've got Minnesota versus Houston. I do. I think Houston wins that series. Yeah. When has Houston not made it to the BS last? So Houston, and then um, and the I have Tampa Bay and Baltimore. Correct. Oh man, I wish I could find my bracket because I think this is the one that I gave the most thought about but I do believe that I went with Baltimore uh, just because I mean they have a lot of young talent Felix Batista was there to really just have a shutdown bullpen too it would be nice but I just think that um, Baltimore will find a way to get the job done I think that that's kind of whenever Tampa Bay's injuries and whatnot kind of catch up to them is in that series. Once it becomes that like five game series and they, they'll be a little more tired than Baltimore. So yeah, I've got them Baltimore winning. And then in the uh, Dodgers, Milwaukee, I have the Dodgers in the, I mean, Dodgers are a really good team. I don't think that the Brewers will have the the offensive depth to overtake the the Dodgers. The Brandon Woodruff injury kind of puts him in question for the playoffs. I believe it was just the wild cards that they they ruled him out. But I feel like there's no way he's going to be ready to start them for the NLCS. So kind of hurting their starting depth once it becomes a of a five-game series, so yeah. And then uh, I've got the Braves over the Phillies. I mean, the Braves just look too good. Um, so I feel like it'd be foolish to have them not make it to at least the DS. So you don't have a single wild card round team making it nope. to the championship series. You have all of the favorites. What a boring pick. Well, I mean, it's baseball, you know, big series. Yeah. I feel like I mean, the I think, team tends to come think, out on top in those. Yeah, I think at least in the NL, I think it's kind of tough to pick against either of those two. But, Ben, let's see what you got. So, first up, you had, you had, you had <laughs> Brewers, Brewers and Dodgers. You have between Brewers and Dodgers. Um, give me the Brew Crew. Oh my god. Deadly headed monster. Gross at the back end of the bullpen. I think their offense could do just enough. I think it's a little better than people think. 
Um, give me the Brewers there. That's a complete team. And I just don't know who's going to be pitching for the Dodgers. Like, who are their three top starters? You got Kershaw. Pepio. Pepio, a guy who's thrown 60 career big league innings as your number two. Yeah, he looked buy. good in all 60 of them. Yeah, I mean, it's a different Gonzalez. atmosphere. And to be fair, he, he he was walking like seven per nine for like his first 30 of them. So, you know, we'll, we'll see on that front. I just I just don't trust that rotation. I think if the Brew Crew get through, that is a uh, that is a tough three-headed monster on the top of that rotation to deal with with a nasty setup man and closer. Bobby Miller isn't bad. Yeah, Bobby Miller is a good point, but um, I'll get into this more later. Don't trust rookies in the playoff a bunch, especially rookies who are currently at their max innings pitched all time. Yeah, that's Lance Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn. Don't give me right. that Lance Lynn's going to go out there and shove for five innings. All right, next you got a Phillies, Phillies Braves. Uh, give me the Braves there. Easy. It's the Braves. Yeah, Gross. I mean, I don't think the Phillies rotation is good enough to, like, withstand that at all. So give me the Braves. Yeah. Yeah, that one is uh... – I don't think that one's super close. Uh, Rangers and then the Orioles. Um, gonna go with an upset here. Give me the Rangers. Um, pretty sure every Orioles starter is at their most innings pitched ever. So they do get this little break. <laughs> like it's a bunch of arms who have never gone this far before. And like I love Grayson Rodriguez, but he's 35, 40 innings pitched more than he's ever thrown. I think their arms are going to get tired. Felix Bautista missing is a massive point in this decision. He's missing, right? He's on that IL. Yeah, he uh, um, towards UCLA. Yeah. He's having Tommy John. Yeah, so, I mean, missing him is huge, um, especially when that rotation I don't think is going to give you a ton and you're going to rely on that bullpen a lot. You're going to have big innings being thrown by Shintaro Fujinami, like, I just don't trust those arms. And honestly, I think Texas has just as good, if not a better lineup. And they've kind of like beat up on the Orioles a little bit this year, I think. At least they've beat up on their pitching. So I like Texas there. I think it's going to be a slugfest. And then uh, Minnesota-Houston. Give me the Twins. I'm going to go the anti-Vansel picks. Hey, uh, uh, Houston is fine, but I, uh, this is a personal, I want them to lose and I want to see the twins do well, but I just don't want to see the Astros in the playoffs. And that's fully motivating this pick. Yeah. I also don't think their rotation is quite as deep as, as it has been in past years with Christian Javier looking middling yeah. Hunter Brown doesn't look like a guy you want starting games for you in the playoffs. So like Verlander and Framber are real nice, but if you lose when one of those guys starts, gets real hairy for them, I think. And I prefer the Twins pitching in that regard. So I'll go with the Twins sneaking through. Yeah, that's my ALCS is the same as yours, actually. I have Twins and Rangers as well. Let's go. Um, I think for similar reasons. And I will say that if you're listening back to this podcast, and you're like, wait, I thought Nick picked Tampa Bay over Texas. Um, I did. I'm changing my mind right now. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> 
to be fair, I think that whoever wins that game between Texas and Tampa Bay, I think whichever team wins will beat the Orioles. So that will be my prediction. But I do think it's going to be Texas. Um, I just think Jordan Montgomery, like he's not elite, but he's like going to get the job done. And that lineup is just through and through really, really good. So I'm taking them over the Orioles and I'm taking the Twins over Houston. Um, I was going to touch on the pitching depth, depth that Ben just talked about. I think Minnesota's pitching is a lot deeper than Houston's, especially with Javier not looking like the old Javier. Um, and Verlander, obviously, not really looking like the old Verlander. Like, he had a pretty good season, but he has these starts every once in a while where he, like, can't even get out of the fourth inning. Um, or fifth inning, or whatever. He 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 hasn't had a typical Verlander. He's looked a lot more like a 40-year-old. Um, and then in the NL, I will be taking the... Dodgers over the Diamondbacks. Um, yeah, I don't really think I have to think much about that one. I think that one is just kind of in the favor of the Dodgers. We just talked about the Dodgers rotation. I don't think it's as bad as Ben thinks it is. And the Dodgers lineup is just unstoppable. Mookie and Freddie are two-headed monster. Will Smith is insane. JD Martinez sneakily hit like 30 home runs this year. They just, that's a really, really good lineup. And uh, who's the guy out in the outfield? It's not Jason Hayward, is it? Is it Jason Hayward? It is Jason Hayward. He has the highest OPS of his career. Um, I just, like, the Dodgers, I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing it right. And then the Braves, I'm going to pick the Braves. It's just such a bummer. Like, Marcelo Zuna just makes what would be such a likable team in the Braves, just not likable at all. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're ridiculous. They had one of the best seasons all year. Vansel. Vansel, you've got, uh, let me take a look. You have Baltimore and Houston. Who do you have in between Baltimore and Houston? I have the last team that Nick called likable, the Astros. Winning. <laughs> oh no! I mean, with all that playoff experience that they have, and as Ben mentioned, the, the Orioles starting pitching, who knows how they will be able to perform? Just makes sense to me that the Astros are going to clean up. You're questioning the Astros starting pitching too. I just feel like in the playoffs, when you have a guy like Verlander, he's going to be able to just find that extra gear for five innings. Or six innings, whatever it takes. I mean, the guy just wins. So I'm not worried about him or Framber. And then if you can get, you know, some kind of quality innings from a Hunter Brown or Christian Javier, I mean, I think that the rotation can still be very effective. Maybe not their strong suit, but I think they have a solid bullpen and a just deadly lineup. The of be able to carry them into the World Series. And then for the NLCS, I've got, um, or DS, whichever one it is. Um, it's CS. Yeah. <laughs> Braves, Dodgers. I've got the Braves winning. Braves. Hard to uh, pick a team to lose whenever they're just built for 
just whatever task it comes. You got a tough lineup you got to face. They have pitching that can start to sh- shut down an offense. You got um, one of the historically best lineups ever. So kind of kind of tough to go against them. So I've got the Braves-Houston rematch. Nick's former likable team versus Nick's current likable team outside of Marcelo Zuna. All right. He's got a Houston Braves World Series. Ben, what does your World Series look like? It looks like you've got Brewers, Braves, and Rangers, Twins. Um, give me the Rangers. I really don't like that rotation, but I love their bats. Ugh, that lineup is just so deep, and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take them. Honestly, I, I don't love either of those teams. Uh, in like like going to the World Series, like as a potential team that could win it, but uh, I, I think I would take the Rangers in that matchup, um, and then I'll go the Braves just. Because it's the Braves, I think it's it's going to be tough to beat them. I don't think the Brewers could muster enough offense to do so. I don't know. Maybe if they just have three complete games from Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, and and Burns, like maybe they could. But I think it's uh, going to be tough to beat the Braves uh, at all in this playoffs, especially like with them getting a bye and being able to rest their pitching. I think it's going to be pretty tough. I'm starting to uh, – I'm looking at the bracket now. I'm looking at the Twins lineup, and I'm starting to question all of my decisions. Um, it's better than you think, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, and Kepler's been really good. Kepler's been good. Better. Royce, Royce is good. Is, is an aircraft carrier now. Correa, playoff Correa. Ryan yeah. Jeffers has a lot of bombs at catcher. I don't know. I think it's better than people think. Um, because I do want to pick them over Texas, but that feels bad. I just, Texas's bullpen is just so bad. Yeah. I'm picking the twins, but having the twins in the world series just feels really gross. Um, but I'm doing it. I think they're making it. I think it's going to be twins and I think it's going to be, oh man, you guys both picked the Braves. You have to. It's illegal. I know. I'm going to pick the Dodgers. I'm going to pick the Dodgers, and I'm going to have the Dodgers beating the Twins. Yeah, if the Dodgers beat the Twins, it's going to be probably Freddie Freeman MVP. And if the Twins win, it's going to be Royce Lewis. But I think... I think the Dodgers I, – I, I've got Dodgers over Twins in the World Series. What about you, Vansel? Braves or the Astros? You know, I just can't believe that both of you have the Twins beating the Astros, who I have winning the World Series. Again, they're too good. They can't be beat. I'm a – I'm an Astros guy. I'm going to say I don't even care about the cheating scandal at this point anymore. It's so far removed. I'm a huge Kyle Tucker and um, I'm saying I'm a huge fan. I'm just completely drawing a blank right now. But um, Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve. Yeah, Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez. I think the two of them just 
I mean, imposes some of the hardest at bats ever. Just they're so good. They're so fun to watch. So I have the Astros winning it all. Uh, Knicks. Who's your Knicks who's your World Series MVP? My World Series MVP. You know, I'll go out there and say there will be a well Justin Verlander when he just gives them two starts, two just huge starts where it's probably like six innings in one, seven innings in another. Combined, I don't know. We'll say. And then he gets a save in game seven. No, he's too old for that. (laughs) Their bullpen's good enough that they don't need him. But you know, like thirteen innings in the World Series alone, we'll call it. Three, no more than three earned, and then just a bunch of strikeouts too. So I'm going to go with him. Maybe not the uh, most dominant World Series performance, but I just think that there there won't be anyone else really carrying it, and it'll be like, all right, those two games we needed. And what about uh, what if the Braves won? Who do you think would win MVP? Oh, but the Braves aren't winning. Okay, fair That's enough. That's why I didn't predict them to win. I'm also uh, yeah. changing my my Dodgers MVP prediction to JD Martinez. Cool. Um, ben, who wins? Rangers Braves. Uh, I'm gonna go Braves. And Braves. give me a Ozzy Albie's MVP. Ozzy Albie's. I feel like it's always someone who's like a good player, but it's not your best guy who wins MVP in the World Series. I feel like it usually works out like that. You just take your third year. Who was the MVP last year? No idea. Was it Altuve? Um, no. Who was it? Was it not uh, Brantley? I think you were thinking of like 20 something else. Yeah. Oh, it was Jeremy Pena last year. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Always so- it's always somebody weird. No, Jerry Payne did have a crazy World Series. He got did, Brantley, did Brantley ever win it? I yeah, think he did. 2017. Isn't he still on the team now? Too? I think so. Didn't, didn't Jock Peterson win it when the Braves won last time? Yeah, I think he... Or... No, I thought it was Jorge Soler. Yeah, oh, he was always. Yeah, it's always somebody. It's always like well, Peterson might have won the CS one. He had the pearls working. Yeah, he did. All right, well that's what we've got. I've got Dodgers over Twins and JD Martinez MVP. Vansel has Houston over Braves. He's got Verlander MVP, and Ben has Braves over Rangers with Ozzy Albies MVP. But you also Solid. have, in case your prediction is wrong, MVP. I, do I don't believe I, in yourself. I did erase it off the dock, so I no longer have that prediction. It's just Dodgers, J.D. Martinez. I erased Royce Lewis. I have no backup plan. I'm all in on the Dodgers. I just don't know if I can really trust your bracket with all the indecisions that you've had. The I have. Made. I've had a lot of indecisions. <laughs> I'll okay. I have a couple of predictions here. I think both one and two seed. Baltimore and Houston are going to lose their first series, regardless of who wins these wildcard series. And I think that whoever wins between the Twins and the Blue Jays will make it to the World Series. Those are the things that I'm struggling with the most. Honestly, the things I'm struggling with the most on the AL side 
are the wild card matches. Like I can't decide between Tampa Bay and Texas. I can't decide between Minnesota and the Blue Jays. But I think that both of the teams that win those series are going to win the uh, ALDS as well. All right, now, final topic of the day, the one we've all been waiting for. Who had a worse season, the Cubs or the Cardinals? <laughs> so my thought here is, as a fan of the Cubs, sorry, Ben, you gave it to us at the beginning of the year. I'm going to give it to you a little bit here. <laughs> um, September 6th, you had about a 93% chance to make it into the playoffs, according to fan graphs. Um, with only three weeks left in the season and went all the way to where it didn't even come down to the last day. You didn't even have a chance on the last day of the season um, and got beat out by the Marlins. So, and you also, did they, did you buy at the deadline? Did you trade for anybody? Yeah. Not like super hard though. Yeah. You just, you, the big thing, the, the big thing that I was thinking is that you chose not to sell. The best prospect we gave up was our number 14, and I did not like him. Right. So You didn't really give up much, but you didn't get anything, which I guess you could look at the Cardinals. To be fair, the only guy we were going to sell was going to be Bellinger, and we were going to get a first-round pick for him. So, Yeah. He, he is qualifying offer eligible. Oh, that's right. That's right, because he's former MVP. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I, I saw something that said that I guess Bellinger really liked playing at Wrigley and that he had a meeting with the front office yesterday or today maybe, and that it seemed like all parties were down to have another go-around. I don't know if that's something that will actually happen, but... Um, it was kind of interesting. Like A lot of people were getting excited about that, but then a lot of like the Cubs' like specific writers that I follow were all like... We've been listening to Jed Hoyer's verbiage for a while, and um, based on how Jed talks, I don't know if this thing's going to get done. Ah. Okay. Well, I, I saw I, what I thought was an encouraging report out of uh, a meeting that Bellinger, I guess, had with the front office today. But I think we'll try to sign him. I just don't think we're going to be the highest offer. Yeah. Um, and then Stroman, I guess Stroman's value had kind of dropped quite a bit before the uh, deadline there, so you probably weren't going to get much for him. No, not much. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I, I think from a Cardinals fan's perspective, like, we've just been chilling the last couple months. Like, we sold at the deadline. We now have – we're tied for the fifth worst. And I, I think I may have misspoke on the last podcast. Or maybe if I didn't say it on the last podcast, I said it in our group text – um, they actually switched to a lottery system in Major League Baseball for the uh, top six picks, which I didn't realize. Uh, this year, this last draft um, was actually like the 15. first. I think it's just top six. Because the Twins oh, were so the, like 11th, and they picked six this last year. Yes. So all, I think, bottom 16 teams, or every team that every team that doesn't make the playoffs – gets thrown into a lottery and then they pick for the top six picks. And obviously the worse your record is the higher chance you have to be one of those top six. And then after they lottery out those top six picks, then from there they go worst record of the people that didn't get picked. And then they just go in that reverse order. 
starting at pick seven. So I thought it was a little bit more structured to where like the Cardinals are going to be guaranteed like pick number five because we have the first worth, worst record in baseball, which it is no longer. Like we could hypothetically be pick like worst case scenario, we're pick what, like 11. So that would be pretty bad, obviously. And I thought it was a little bit more of like we sold, we punted, we lost a bunch of games. Now we're guaranteed a top five pick, which isn't necessarily the case, which makes my analysis of the Cardinal season slightly worse. However, you could also look at it the other way around that we're going to have a high chance in the lottery. We could get the first overall pick, but um, I'm excited. I hope they do. Don't Doesn't the NBA do like a whole show when they do the lottery? Because I feel like I didn't even know that Major League Baseball did a lottery. This last draft was the first time they ever did it. I didn't even realize it happened. Um, I feel like that should be more exciting, but that's just my take there. But I don't know. I think the Cardinals sold. I didn't really have to worry about winning or losing games for the Cardinals the last two months. And we got a couple of decent prospects. Um, Sigizi, I don't even know how to really pronounce his name. I'm not going to lie. But that outfield prospect, ever since we got him. Sigizi, I said it right? Yeah, pretty close. Okay. He, he's been pretty good since we acquired him. And honestly, like, we didn't give up a ton. I would say that the best pieces that we gave up were probably Montgomery and Jordan Hicks. And, uh, like, Montgomery obviously looked good in the playoffs today, but I think this was last year of his deal, so it wasn't doing us any good. And Jordan Hicks also last year his deal. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think maybe both perspectives – because I even said this. I don't know if you remember on the podcast. Right around the trade deadline, you, the Cubs, swept us, the Cardinals, like a week or two before the deadline, and I was like – I think that's going to hurt you all more than it hurts us because now we're going to commit to selling and you all aren't going to sell. I don't know if you remember that. And I said that the Cubs are going to not sell and then not make the playoffs. But I don't know. I mean, obviously, like from a baseball perspective, like the Cubs clearly had a better season. But I'm, I'm curious, like from a fan perspective, Ben, tell us how tough it was to watch the Cubs blow it. No, not not literally, but... It was pretty brutal. I mean, especially when we were winning or in all of those games, and you're just thinking, man, if we had Adbert Alzoli right now, like our chances of winning would be like 60 to 70% higher. You're just watching those games and waiting for it to get to the ninth for us to throw out like Julian Merriweather, Mark Leiter, Jose Quas, just sitting there like, this is going to end poorly. So, like, it was just, it was pretty tough. But, you know, I'm pretty optimistic. We put up a pretty good season. I think we'll be a pretty attractive free agent destination, given that the entirety of our core is locked up for the next three years, besides, you know, Bellinger, Stroman. And uh, some reports coming out that we may be uh, trying to trade for Pete Alonzo. So I would be pretty into that, would fill the hole at first base, and we wouldn't have to sign Cody Bellinger to like a $200 million contract which, like, all the Cubs fans want him back. But, like, at, at what he's going to cost, I don't think Cody Bellinger's really worth it. Like, I don't think that's the guy I'd want to give a $200 million contract to. So I'd, like, way rather have us trade for Pete and let Bellinger go and just get the pick out of him. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Either way, I'm pretty excited for next year. Yeah, just hearing about 
you watching those last games and like actually having a stake in baseball games that have been happening in the last week, like the Cubs definitely had a better season. Like that's just fun. I don't know. Like obviously it sucks having lost the games, but just having meaningful games in September at the end of September is like obviously worth it. <laughs> you you were sounding like me at the end of the last few seasons. Yeah. Like, oh, look at these guys, look at these prospects we traded for. <laughs> yeah and okay yeah that's a good point like obviously caring about the games you're playing in september is much better than we maybe got this guy that's gonna have one season where he hits 15 homers in the fix like <laughs> yeah. to be fair i really like sagazi he doesn't hit with any batting gloves and he has like a career 900 ops in the minors so i think he'll be pretty good but cool Still, it's like pretty down when you're like you, your best take from the from the season is like, man, we really fleeced the Yankees for Kevin Alcantara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, I agree. And Vansel, I guess, do you have a do you have a take or? Yeah, I would like to make a comment that um, we were supposed to talk about who had the more disappointing season, and Ben just started talking about the off season. Um, so. I wanted him to relish more in the disappointment of the Cubs to make me feel better. And so I'm not really satisfied with that. Please talk about the Cubs being more of a failure. Well, I just, our, our pitching was bad at the end of the year. Our bats are really good. Um, Cubs, no, not Cubs disappointing Nation, enough. Cubs Nation was really mad at Dansby Swanson because he couldn't hit at the end of the year. Um, but I, Cubs fans are delusional and like we're like, oh, why would we sign this guy to all this money? And he had like 5.2 war. I was about like, to say, I, he was not hitting that badly at the end of the year. I had him on my dynasty. No, he, he was hitting just fine. That's the thing is like they were mad about it, but he literally put up his career like it lasts like three years. He's put up basically the same exact numbers every year. It's like low to mid 20s home runs with like a mid 700s OPS and plays gold glove D. That's exactly what we signed. That's exactly what he did. And people were mad about it for some reason because Cubs fans are are pretty dumb sometimes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, (laughs) Another thought that I have was when Nick said that his most hated franchises were the Yankees and the Brewers, and then it was a vast split then between the next hated one that you didn't even name, which makes me really question you as a St. Louis fan. How is the Cubs not number one? I mean, I feel like Cardinals fans don't hate the Cubs. Like the, that Cub, the Cubs team with Rizzo and Bryant and uh, Contreras. Like, I really like all three of those players. I don't. I'm not saying that I hate the players. I hate the franchise. And you were talking about hating the franchise. Yeah. Okay. I, I can. I can. I. I see you, but also I feel like the Cubs and Cardinals, like it's just like a dynamic duo, you know? Our nickname is literally the lovable losers. Like that's the whole thing. The last like 10 years, I've heard Cardinals fans make fun of me because they're like, oh, you guys treat it like a rivalry. We just dominate you. And I have to sit there and be like, <laughs> so, like, it's kind of true for like a while like most of eternity you guys just dominated the rivalry like we've been your punching bags like look at every career great cardinal 
in his like stats against the Cubs, they all hit like 390. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Albert Pujols hit like 40 some of his career home runs against the Cubs, which is like should should have been illegal. I think he had like 50 career homers against the Cubs. It was it was gross. So like I understand what Nick's saying. Like not all St. Louis fans like hate the Cubs because well, it's, be- it's not just the Cubs. It's Chicago sports. You know, there's the Blackhawks too. Oh, yeah, I, I would say that I'm more opposed to the Blackhawks than. I don't even Cubs. know what, like, where the rivalry between the St. Louis sports and the Chicago sports came from, but you know, my father passed it down to me. I'm sure his dad passed it down to him. I'll pass it down to my kids, as a true American should. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's kind of like my when I was talking about the Dodgers. Like, and it's the opposite of kind of what you said, like how I should hate the franchise. Like, I don't think I'm going to like ever root for the Cubs necessarily, but like, I, I, I like the franchise. I honestly think that the Cubs do a lot for the Cardinals, you know, in the same way that the Cardinals do a lot for in the same way that the Cubs or the Cardinals do a lot for the Cubs. Like when people think of like rivalries in baseball, obviously it's always Yankees, Red Sox, but I think number two is probably Cardinals Cubs. And I think that the rivalry and the like cards Cubs, it's better when we're both good. And I just like, I think that the Cubs and the Cardinals do a lot to put each other on the map type deal. And I think more people will be talking about, you know, Cardinals and Cubs when we're both good. And that rivalry is like, you know, fiery and, I don't know. I, I I just I don't really have much against the Cubs, and I think I would. I don't. I I'd, I don't want them to beat us in the division, obviously. But I think that having us both be good teams is good for the NL Central and good for the overall like Cardinals Cubs rivalry and like anyone media in, talking about us. Do you think anyone in Boston is saying that about the Yankees? Well, that's different though, because I. I feel like the Yankees it's it's I think with the Yankees and even yeah, the, that you hate the Yankees. So I do it's, hate the uh, Yankees. It's the Midwest it's, versus the Eastern rivalry. It's, it's totally different dynamics of the people who are rooting for the teams. Yeah, and I think it has more to do with like the fans of the Yankees. Like all this all of like the Yankees Twitter and just like I don't know. I, I think it has more to do with that. Like even like I like Aaron Judge. I don't have anything against Aaron Judge and like the players and stuff. But it's just like as a franchise, like the fans are just unbearable. And it's similar with. I, I need to be careful what I say about Brewers fans. We have one in our dynasty league. Not that the Brewers fans are unbearable. I just think that it's frustrating to me year in and year out for the Brewers because I feel like everybody always like is picking them to win the central. Don't get me wrong. I realize they won the central this year, but I just think that they're just constantly overrated and it might just be my bias. Cause they're in our division and they beat us a lot. And Zach Davies threw like, it feels like seven no hitters against us when he played for the Brewers, which obviously isn't true, but I feel like, the Cardinals just can never hit a Brewers pitcher for their life. Um, and that probably frustration just builds up in me when I see people predict them over the Cardinals. Like, it's just frustrating. But 
I don't know. I think that my like hatred rivalry in the central is the Brewers. <laughs> but I don't even know if I'd really call it a rivalry, but it's whatever. What about you, Ben? Who are your least favorite teams and like teams that you like really dislike? Um the Yankees number one, obviously. Yeah. Um I always cheer against the Astros. You cheat, I'm going to cheer against you. I was thinking that one, like when, because when I said Yankees, Brewers, and then a big gap, I do think there is still a big gap between the Astros, but I understand where you're coming from with the Astros for sure. I cheer against the Dodgers. I mean, big market. I like cheering against yeah. the Dodgers. I cheer against the Mets because it, the Mets, it's just fun to cheer against because it's funny when they lose. Like, I, it's just so much more fun when the Mets are bad. Um, yeah. I don't think you could have described that any better. I yeah, think it's that just is, fun when they're bad. I think, like, when I root against the Mets, not because, like, oh, I hate the Mets. Like, they're the worst. <laughs> oh, I can't say. But it's just, like, it's fun to watch them lose. Yeah, it 100% is. I don't know why. No, it's about how the I, colors interact with my eyes, but it's fun when they do not win baseball <laughs> games. It's so yeah, much fun. fault for using orange. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> Can okay, I give a like, quick Zach Davies tidbit quick? Oh, yes, please do. Um, That man ghosted his wife. Wait, what? So, like, I guess he, like, left his wife and just, like, refused to like take her calls or texts like she was contacted by an attorney pretty sure zach davies just straight up ghosted his wife oh my goodness i was i was waiting for some like a stat line as a brewer against the cardinals where it was like he had a one three and then it was like nope he ghosted his wife that's the fact he just did like one of the most heinous things an adult man could ever do and it's just like be like yeah i don't want to be married to you anymore so i'm just never going to talk to you again He's like, yeah, I signed with the Mets, so go ahead, take everything to New York, and then he went to Arizona. Exactly. <laughs> Different planes. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, Megan alleges that she had to file for divorce without even having a single conversation with the person she built a life with. Crazy. <laughs> that is ridiculous. What about when... Uh... That's like Tiger Woods mentality where he uh, told his his girlfriend to meet him at the airport then didn't meet him, her at the airport and changed the locks. I did not know that story either, but I'm that glad that uh, I, uh, I really have disliked Zach Davies just because the Cardinals could never um, hit a single pitch that he threw for some reason. But now I'm glad that I have at least a real reason to dislike him. Uh, I'm going to say this is Tiger Woods alleged story because I don't <laughs> actually know. So I don't want to uh, say anything that I don't actually know. So All right. She claimed that he violated the Landlord Tenant Act when he tricked her into leaving the property <laughs> so that they would go to way together and upon leaving the premises, Woods changed the lock, the lock on her, which was oh July 19th, 2023. Oh, that's recently. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, a legend, though. You know, her word, his word. Who really knows? Right. 
Well, that's all I had for the show today. You guys have anything before uh, before we head out? I don't think we're going to get Brock. Did Brock ever send a message to us? He said that he was at dinner and might be coming back later, but uh, I'm thinking... Uh, no, he didn't. Yeah, he said he, he said but I do actually home. have a real closing thought for this podcast. Yeah. yeah, go for it. How much I hate the new wild card format, the one game wild card series were the most fun thing in sports to watch, in my opinion. And they just took that away. And I hate the fact that MLB did that just for more money. Yeah. And I think that the Yankees losing one game wild cards like two years in a row. And that the, was absolute, pretty funny. the absolute uproar that happened from that maybe encouraged MLB to, uh, change it up a little bit but my, my thought is is that didn't they expand the playoffs as well as make it a three-game series or were there three seeds playing in one game series they added another wild card it used to be just the two yeah. wild cards played in one game right which that i understand but if you win your division and then you get put into a wild card series and only get one game i feel like that feels kind of bad so i like that no, they made there was none of that Right. It was um, whoever was the top division winner played the winner of the two wild cards in a best right. of five. Yeah, I, I I could I could see myself being on board with that. The old so what it way. was. But I, I think yeah, I think I like this though. I think I like one more wild I card, and I like a I like a little three game series too. But I I'm in my nails. What'd you say? I'm in on this. It gave, like, honestly, it wasn't an advantage for the one seed. Like, I feel like you kind of don't want to play one of the wild cards most of the time. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is better giving them, like, the full break from a three-game series. I think that's, like, a suitable advantage for being the best team in your half of baseball. Yeah. I mean, it gave them an advantage, though, because they had to burn the ace in the wild card game instead of having him go against game one in the divisional series. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I just yeah. think that it's a lot more fun. I always remember that um, Athletics Royals wild card game and how just crazy that was. Because I believe that one had a bunch of back and forth. And you're just not going to get that in a three game series, you know. Do you not? Do you not feel the same thing though? Like if they go one one and they go into game three, I felt nothing. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you then. I, I think that you kind of get that same thing from a, from a game three of the series. I don't know. I, I know what you're saying, though. Like, those those one-game wildcard games were – that was pretty exciting, and it was pretty unique. It was. I mean, I and, just uh, – I mean, you're comparing them, like, game seven to game one. Like, yeah, it's obviously still exciting, but, like, just a one-game, anything can happen disadvantage of being the wild card team you know a series you know the better team will come out on top more often than not but in a one game series you know your your main guy can be off and your season's over it, it's it's more exciting yeah, yeah i hear the words that you're saying i still think i like the way that they do it now but i hear what you said um, i guess yeah if you like participation medals and <laughs> half the teams in each you know, t division and whatnot, can, each league can make the playoffs. It's fine, but 
That's just not true. Oh, there's just... 12 playoff teams, and there's 30 teams. For now. I I guess that is maybe fair, but I would not be surprised if they don't expand Major League Baseball playoffs for a long time. What was the Marlins record this year? I don't remember. They they aren't the last seed, though. The Diamondbacks are the last seed. Oh. Uh, they had like 85 wins. Ben kind of cut out, so I didn't actually hear what you said. Um, the Brewer or the Diamondbacks were the last seed, and they had 84 wins, 84 and 78. Interesting. But it looks like 500 teams basically making the playoffs. That's not 500. They're six games above 500. I said basically. Okay. Well, I am a fan of this. That's three and... games that they lose. Yeah. I guess that's fair. But I like it. And I think 12 of 30 is fine for playoffs. Sure. I mean, I guess. Yeah. 10 of 30 would probably be fine, too. 10 of 30 would only be 30%. 33%, rather. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like it the way that it is. I don't think sports league hasn't expanded the playoffs. Well, I think basketball is the most ridiculous. Basketball, they take, like, 16 of 30, don't they? That's over half the teams. But it's, if you look more at... more than that now because they added play-in tournaments to get Oh, they added play-ins. They, they take 20 of 30 teams. Yeah. That's insane. But if you look at... Did NFL like, expand their play... Did NFL expand their playoffs too? Uh, I mean, they've expanded a couple times. Like, it used to be one wild card, and now it's... Or, and then it was two, and now it's three. Um, but if you look at, like, cash. revenue... Yeah, I was about to say, if you look at revenue, like season revenue versus playoff revenue, I think basketball, the percentage of their yearly revenue, it's like 40% is playoffs or something like that. That's because no one watches the regular season because all the stars are resting. Yeah, but also just playoffs last so long in the NBA. And it it is just a cash cow when you do that. It's the owner's. They just want more money, so they add more playoff games from the playoff revenue. They don't even yeah. consider how exciting a one-game playoff series is because every MLB series, you know, it's a series. But now we have a true wild-card game. Wild-card. Anything can happen. Now it's the best of three. I think you're understating the anything-can-happen aspect of a three-game series. Like, losing one game, like, you can't – I don't know. I still think – like I, I think it's pretty clearly that the worst team could win a three-game series pretty easily. Like, who was it that just swept? The, oh, the Royals just swept the Astros. Like, I, I think a three-game series is still very much like it could go either way. Like, I think all these teams that are in one-zero holes right now. So, like Milwaukee, Miami, Tampa Bay, uh, the Blue Jays. I think the one-zero hole is pretty hard to dig yourself out of. What's the difference between a one oh hole and a two oh hole? You know, and a best of five. Yeah. What I, know, I, I mean, like what's more likely the the Braves losing a best of three series to the Athletics or the Athletics winning one game? 
the Braves did lose a series to the Athletics this year. <laughs> yeah. But one game, obviously one game. But exactly. I, I think – but do you not want the better teams to win? And I think baseball is probably the most random of all of the sports, if that makes sense. Like if you put the best team up against the worst team in baseball, like if you put the Braves up against the A's, it, I, don't, I don't even know if that's true, honestly. But if they play – like 20 games against each other, I bet the A's probably win like five at least, right? Whereas oh, yeah. in, fo- in, in the football... The A's earlier this year. Right, right. So, and if you put the best team in football against the worst team 20 times, I like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who the worst team in football is, but the best is probably what, San Francisco? Like if you put San Francisco against... Definitely like, not the Cowboys. Yeah, like Carolina maybe is the worst. I don't know. I'm, the Bears. I can't think of it. Oh Bears yeah, the Bears. Exactly. Like, like if you put if you, bad. if you put San Francisco against the Bears twenty times, I can't see the Bears winning a single time. Which I think baseball is a little bit unique in that way. What'd you say? I mean, it's just a you know, they're talking about the disadvantage of the wild card. That's why they added the second wild card game and then they now make it a series and expand the playoff teams. And I don't think that there's as much of a um, punishment for being the wild card team now. Well, I think was, in terms of the punishment, like they are, they're going to have to use at least two pitchers now and then go and play a team that's going to be on their first pitcher. Like you have to use, you have to use a minimum of two pitchers if you're in the wild card game. So I think that disadvantage is even bigger than what it used to be. I mean, I guess because there, there's a so bigger gap in today? between games than Tuesday? I thought. Because they could hypothetically win the series on Wednesday and I mean, then not have to you play. You use your ace on Tuesday. Yeah, if you use your ace on Tuesday. He's good to go by Saturday. I don't know about Saturday. He could go on so, Sunday for sure. Versus. Okay, Sunday for sure. Well, regardless. I, don't know. I thought that those games were the most fun to watch, and they took it away. And as they far as the best away. team, you know, never winning, the last three winners were the Astros, Braves, and Dodgers for World Series. I feel like all of them were pretty heavy favorites. Yeah, I agree, but that's just with the seven-game series. I think the randomness is obviously a little bit more, like, weeded out with the more games that you add. But uh, I guess, what is the uh, college World Series format, Ben? How, is it all three? When, it, when they get to knockout stage, is it all three-game series, or how does that work? Um, the only series is in the finals. There's a three-game oh, so series. It's, all just one game. it's double elimination, like, bracket before that. Right, right, right. Okay, I didn't know that, actually. Well, that That's exciting, too. All right. Well, do we have any uh, final thoughts to send to our, uh, to our listeners? I will say, I will reiterate to check out our Twitter. Um, I'm hopefully going to be posting some more things there. Like I said, I'm going to post Ben's article. I'll probably post that tomorrow because it's kind of late now. Um, follow us on Twitter. It's at Chin Music Podcast. I'll be posting Ben's article. I might even be 
Well, I think I'm going to try and be more active on there. I'll post a link to our website so you can go and check that out. We're we're making moves, and once we get Ben, once we get Ben on the uh, on some sort of a payroll at some sort of a fantasy writing thing, then we're really gonna we're really gonna be making moves as a podcast. So that's exciting. Um, and be looking out, obviously, for Vansel's first article, my first article, Brock's first article, and Ben's next 10 articles. Shout out do to I get, Paul. Do I, do I get to 10 before Vansel gets to one? What are the odds? Um, I don't know. Let's let's take some bets. I Based on Vansel's lack of eagerness to write an article and his excuse at the beginning of the pod saying how busy he was i would probably put money on i I would say you'll do 10 before he does two i don't know if i would do 10 before one all right fair fair just because if it's just 10 before one then by the time you get to nine he's just gonna write like a paragraph and send it to me and say post this (laughs) well i think it depends on if actual money's being thrown around then you know maybe i'll take a dive yeah, and we should uh we should do a giveaway sometime soon too. Maybe try and increase our Twitter following. I was surprised when I posted our group chat um, text on there. We got like I don't know ten or something. It was definitely double digit reactions. So that's uh, that's pretty exciting. I didn't realize that the Twitter was as alive as it still is. So we got a Mr. Were... Malone retweet. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. That was exciting. So yeah, we'll, we'll maybe have to do a giveaway, try and increase our following um, on uh, on Twitter. I, I think we had an Instagram at one point, but I don't think I have access to that anymore. So we'll probably just stick to Twitter. I feel like Twitter is probably better for the target audience as well. So yeah, we'll have to do a, uh, a giveaway at some point. Try and get that following up, get our name out there. And we got to start sending applications, Ben. Let's get on some sort of part-time, some sort of part-time baseball writer gig. That would be huge. Next article coming out: top ten dynasty prospects for the New York Mets. Nice, nice. Is it? Uh, oh, top ten dynasty prospects. So I assume you're looking at it like it from a fantasy perspective. Indeed. Nice. All right. So be looking out for Ben's next article. And uh, Vansel's first, and my first. Mine's just going to be a rant on how you guys are wrong about the playoffs. (laughs) Uh, I've got all the predictions in the uh, notes, so you can look in there and tell us why we're wrong. Can't wait for the Twins to be in the World Series. (laughs) I can't believe I predicted that, honestly. All right. Like I said, shout out Paul, shout out Brock. We missed you tonight. Hopefully your dinner was good. You guys have any uh anything to say before we close it out? Peace. Ah, I almost ended the meeting and then we would have uh had to do it all over again.